Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sorry, I've just not been listening to anything that you've said. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Have we started? Okay, this is how we start these... Sh- the, uh. Did you guys look at the notes that I recorded and sent to you? Oh, I never look at the notes, Alison. I did definitely look at them. I have them on my phone right now. Girls, come on. Oh, come Christ. on. Is this what we're doing? <laughs> This is how we start the show. Okay, okay right. so we've got the first bit, WTB chat, free flow, okay? <laughs> Which is going really well so far, I think. <laughs> that was worth looking so up. Glad. Free flow. <laughs> Alison, although I must say, your handwriting is absolutely wonderful handwriting. My spelling is atrocious, though. Go phonetically, and then you should be able to work out what I was trying to write down. I understand exactly what you're trying to say. I think it's quite interesting Thank handwriting, you. isn't it? A lot of the time... Um, there's a particular kind of handwriting, which is, what do they say, that is the sign of being a psychopath. But I don't know that that's you, Alison, because it's, it's not quite neat enough to be a psycho, but it still <laughs> has... Really neat. What are you on about? No, but I a... can't read my own writing. That's really annoying. Oh, Maureen, I mean, that's just one of the many things that you're struggling with, <laughs> isn't it? Reading, writing, talking into a microphone. Well, the list is quite long. Anyway, all of this... We haven't we start with our weeks. Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like we can't start the show with me talking about Alison's handwriting. <laughs> Let's talk about weeks. Maureen, what have you been up to? Do you know what? I've had a really busy week. I was gigging at the weekend and midweek, which was uh, unusual. Woo! 
Was it in or outdoors? All indoors. Wow. Oh, indoors. Indoors and online, but indoors as well. It was I had a really nice time gigging. I've had my first ever article published in a magazine. Maureen's holding the magazine up, okay, which is literally no points because this is a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> but the magazine is called Satisfied Eye. Satisfied Eye magazine. And, Satisfied um, Eye. It's very glossy, Maureen. When you said you were writing for a magazine, I did sort of think of it as being some sort of, I don't know, Socialist Workers' Party pamphlet type magazine where something that would be handed to you on the way to the supermarket that you've <laughs> been as soon as you got to Sainsbury's. Yeah. <laughs> But it's an actual, it's an it's actual a glossy, glossy mag. magazine. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always gone online, but I've never been published. And it's all about women in film and the Me Too movement. So that's great. Um, Some little light, light-hearted reading there for Maureen Younger. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, also, I did my first ever self-taping for the first time. Good for you. I don't think anyone enjoys self-taping, do they? I mean, so awkward. I mean, you know, there's pros and cons, isn't it? The cons are that. You have to self-tape. I mean, that's horrific. And then you have to get somebody to say the lines to you. I've done several self-tapes, Maureen, with Chloe reading the lines. <laughs> and <laughs> How did that work? Well, I'd have to say to her, sort of put a little bit of oomph into it so I've got something to act against. She was like, I'm not an actor. I'm like, well, just, just try a little bit of something there just for me to, like, work with something. So there's me going, oh, and another thing. And then someone going, I cannot believe that you said that. I am so angry. Yeah, well, I am too. Great. <laughs> also, also, I should say, I started up a Patreon account. Okay. I urge you to get onto Maureen's Patreon account for extra content. What I love about Maureen's Patreon <laughs> account is that Maureen said to me, I've started up this Patreon account. I said, oh, that's so good, Maureen, that you've done that. Well done. Congratulations. It's a lot of admin. Brilliant. And guess what, Alison? Guess what part of the Patreon account is? Maureen, would you like to tell Alison? Yeah, bonus content. And what is the bonus content, Maureen? I don't know. Maureen, you do know. It's a monthly Zoom with me and you. I am part of Maureen's Patreon account yeah. bonus footage. She was yes, like, well, you and I have got to have a conversation every month. I was like, well, that's news to me. She went, I told you. I was like, oh, I've got to do some more listening. I did, I did I've got to do some you. more listening because I obviously agreed to something that <laughs> I am now regretting quite. <laughs> do you know what? I think I would probably earn more money if I said to my friends, if you give me £5 a month, I promise never to send you another link of what I've been doing ever again. It's a go. You should put that link on there too. Also, if you want to hear less of me, just donate a little bit. And <laughs> No, I think I'd be a bit depressing when everybody rushes. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? You're making money. I kind of wish someone would pay me hundreds of dollars to be quieter. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that, everyone. Me too. Oh, dear. Alison, how's your week been? My week, guys, has been pretty exciting. And I just want to say, I know you guys are tired of puppy content, but there have been some people commenting on the WTB site that uh, puppy content, they want more of it. They love it. They look forward to the weekly things on the puppy content. So here we go. Uh, we bought him his first raincoat. Oh, my God. He's, he's a dog. Yeah, but he's little. Isn't that why they've got fur? No, but this guy's so little. It's like chihuahuas. They're little and they need. Well, then he won't get rained on that much, will he, if he's little? Uh, why? Because when they're small, you can walk between the raindrops. I appreciate the logic, Maureen, but <laughs> it's a skewed. I don't think that's how rain works, Maureen. Well, if you're small, the rain doesn't hit you. <laughs> area to hit, isn't there? So, but anyway, you know. my little moth side Manchester puppy now has his own raincoat, and we also got matching yellow hoodies to go with his raincoat. <laughs> anyway, moving on, beyond puppy content, exciting guys, 
we've had our loft converted so we can have storage. That's my life, everyone. You did that's not. Very middle, that's a very middle-aged thing when you're talking about your storage. I enjoy a chat about storage. I love it. It's very exciting. You're definitely middle-aged. 20-year-olds are now switching off as we speak. Maureen, 20-year-olds haven't switched on yet, so don't worry about them <laughs> switching off. The very idea that there's anybody yeah, in their 20s exactly. listening to this is, is deluded. Look, I love a bit of storage. There's nothing I like more than finding another cupboard. You know, sometimes you think, oh, I completely forgot this cupboard was here. Why haven't we used it? And you could just cram shit into it. Um, we've mm-hmm. got cupboard space upstairs under the eaves in the loft area. We, we love to just cram shit in there. Oh, a bit of storage. Don't you get storage envy when you go and visit somebody's house and you find the cupboard goes all the way oh, back? That's so exciting. Oh, my God. It's sort of Narnia. What's happening in here? Will there be a little man with hooves playing the panpipes at the back of this cupboard? <laughs> Jen, your week, how was it? Well, I don't think I can compete with having a loft conversion and being published in a glossy magazine and then doing a self-tape. Um, I don't have vertigo anymore, so that's a good oh, thing. Hey. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I got smashed on Tuesday night. Any particular reasons? Tuesday. It, well, no idea about my... Out- my ability to um what is i'm really so menopausal at the moment i've i'm really struggling to find just like simple words like at because and your ability to get over a hangover to process the alcohol yes yes god thank you Alison. i'm so glad that you're here i've got no idea what my uh, alcohol um tolerance thank you dear god somebody help I'm me i'm here i'm here I feel like somebody's just taken words and then pulled them out of my bottom and just chucked them in the sea because they've gone forever i mean the fact that i couldn't find the word tolerance is is disturbing so yes i've got no idea what my tolerance is because you know i haven't been drinking for quite a long time and i met up with some pals and uh I didn't think I drank that much. And, and this is uh, something that also, I don't know if anyone else can relate to. I know more when you don't drink, so this probably won't matter to you. But there was one time when you had too many Baileys and you didn't notice until you stood up. <laughs> and you went outside in the cold and then you were like, whoa, I'm pissed. Well, that's what happened to me. <laughs> because I'd been sitting down. I, I had like four glasses of wine. Which it's it's not it's not a lot. Yeah, but it's enough. That's big the glasses. It's enough. But it's not loads. Oh, my God, when Leanne said on Wednesday, let's rearrange the date for this recording, I was delighted (laughs) because the hangover I had had crept up and was literally suffocating me. I had to get back from Catford to Brighton and that journey felt like it went on for days. You know when you're so hungover that you're not even sure how to walk, how to move your head from left to right, who you are... I got to London Bridge from Catford and I thought, please, whatever you do, Brister, don't vom. Just don't be sick. I was going down the escalators from London Bridge. And at that point, I was like, oh, my God, something bad is going to happen to me. You know, but I was on the escalators and I turned and I went, I'll run up the escalators and I'll puke over the top of the platform. Because that's what I thought. And I turned around and went, I'm not going to make it up the escalators. And a little bit of puke oh. went, whoop, in my mouth. And I just thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't. I had to swallow it. I swallowed it back down because I am a legend. Maureen's completely deadpan face, Easter Island head, absolutely no expression. Alison looks like her head's about to implode, but this is too much information. I was so ill. All I know is I eventually found myself on a train and I had to wear, obviously you've got to wear a mask. And if you imagine wearing a mask when you feel nauseous, but there was a little bit of me that thought, 
thank God I'm wearing a mask because if I'm sick, it will Sorry. capture. It's not going to capture that much. How big's your mask? It'll give me another minute or two to. <laughs> I just thought it'll give me a bit of time. But you'll be pleased to hear I wasn't sick. And I think that's the end of that anecdote. But wow, I haven't had a hangover that bad since I was a teenager when I didn't know. I didn't know what my tolerance for alcohol was and I didn't know how much I could or couldn't drink. And I'm 45 and let me tell you, the shame I feel is intense. But I'm over it now and I, I don't think I'll ever drink again. <laughs> That's how bad it is. And you know how much I like a drink, Maureen like and Alison? Well, now the very thought of it makes me want to <gasps> heave ho. Have you ever had a hangover like that, Alison? Yeah, yeah. But I get sick afterwards, right? I get sinus infections. I get up, So I was out for like two weeks because I my body can't do it. Oh, my body can't do it. I had no peripheral vision. I felt like my eyebrows were too heavy for my face. I thought if somebody could just... <laughs> you know when you're hangover so bad, you think if I shave my eyebrows, I think I'll feel better. I haven't got much hair, but this, my hair is too heavy on my head. Do I need skin on my face? Could someone get rid of that? I Everything just felt too much for me. And I thought I'll never feel normal again. Obviously, I do. And guess what I did to brush the cobwebs off, guys? You went sea swimming. I went sea swimming, yeah. <laughs> Don't I like that, Maureen. I'm so jealous. Do you know what? I have yet to have anyone that said, please tell me more about the sea swimming. So definitely think the dog is winning the sea swimming. So that was my week, uh, just a hangover. I really don't feel like I'm achieving as much as you guys. Week by week, I think we're getting into a rhythm of you guys achieving and me turning up going, well, I had a hangover. Well, I went for a swim. Well, I had an argument with a, a man in a supermarket. I appreciate that you think a puppy raincoat and a loft conversion is achieving. I think we've all had great weeks. Uh, I think we've all been very successful. Okay, well, right, sure. <laughs> Just Alice is like, let's <laughs> shut this shit down. And she's correct. I'm going to close my internet. Don't close my internet. <laughs> I'm at my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I haven't got any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> okay, Maureen, I think it's time for our hashtag Abimor Marine. Well, went on this week, Maureen. I'm so excited. Well, it's a short and sweet one. Basically, uh, as you know, we have a WTB Artist Way group. We do a catch-up every week. And I wrote the description as catch up on what, well, I thought I wrote the description as saying catch up on what we have been doing. But it turns out what I actually wrote was catch up on who we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very short meeting. We all said no one. And that was it. It lasted 30 seconds. It was so funny because I hadn't noticed. And Shayla went, have you seen what you wrote? You said who we've been doing. I would not write that. And so I looked, obviously. And, and what um, I love is how adamant you were that you hadn't. I, I, I would never write something like yeah. that. Oh, no, I absolutely did. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is I wish everyone would write in a response and everyone else was like, oh, no, no. And then one person just wrote a list of like 40 people. <laughs> That's what I really want. I'll be like, you can be on every group we're a part of. You're awesome. You're living your life. Does oral yeah. sex count? Look, this is something, this is a very different group, okay? Could we... <laughs> It was so funny. I did check to see if anybody had, had done, done anybody. Anyone. I yeah. was going to say, did anyone answer that? That's exciting. And they did answer it. And it was all in the negative, Aww. I'm afraid. All of us were like, no, nope, oh. no, no. <laughs> you can't be in the negative. I've slept with minus three people this week. What is, what is that? <laughs> 
I only slept with my partner, so that's minus six. I don't, <laughs> uh, you know, like, what are you? You can't be in the negative. You can't yeah, be in the negative. Yeah, yeah. not slept with someone or you slept with someone. That's what I mean, the replied in the negative, no. Oh, then, no, negative. In the oh, negative, okay, yeah, okay, great. It's brilliant, it's brilliant. <laughs> Maureen, that was a classic. I enjoyed that very much. So I think it's time now for us to head over to our resident Agni aunt. It's time to <laughs> ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Yay! This week, someone wrote in, they are having an issue with being bullied in the workplace. Which, I know, I know. First off, I thought it was really interesting because, I mean, this is pretty common. And uh, bullying in the workplace, actually, I mean... If it's in the workplace, it quickly goes to harassment. So let me give you the legal definition of harassment. It is the purpose or effect of violating people's dignity or creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating, or defensive environment. So essentially, it's like having dinner with my mom. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) But that is the technical legal definition of harassment in the workplace. And it's common uh, a lot more than I think we would assume. Manchester University did a survey over a five-year period, and this is what they found. Over six months, one in 10 people said they had been harassed. Over a five-year period, over the whole thing, One in four people said that they had been bullied in the workplace. And after looking at all the information, 47% of workers said they witnessed bullying in the workplace. That's a really Mm -hmm. high statistic, isn't it? 47%. Massive, massive. Nearly half of all people working in this country have admitted to witnessing bullying. Yeah, but I think the problem is you gave the legal definition, but it's it's very subjective, isn't it? So it's hard to prove... It's been harassing or you've been... That's the difficulty. That's the absolute difficulty. And a big problem, too, the reason why this goes on is they say a lot of workplace bullies are often high performers. (laughs) So am I, everyone. I'm quite often a high performer. Different way. Uh, High performers who often work to integrate themselves with their superiors. So a lot of the times the bullies are crafty, get in there, and then look for their victims. So what do we do? We were chatting about this the other day. The first thing that I say is make it public. You have to deal with it immediately. Jen, you had an incident. Yeah. Uh, When I was being bullied and I was being bullied by someone who I had to work with on a team who would not only undermine me and do it just to me, like as if we were having a conversation, he would threaten me with actual physical violence. And so one time I got so fed up of it that everything he said, I repeated out loud in an open plan office as loudly as I could. I mean, obviously, I looked bonkers. What did you say? Did you just say that you were going to hit me? Did you just say that I was a piece of shit? Did you just say blah, 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 blah? And I just kept saying it really out loud. Uh, Not really out loud, just out loud. And he suddenly shut the bed. He had been exposed and everybody was like, I had no idea he'd been saying that to you. And I was like, yeah. And so he ended up being, he didn't lose his job or anything, but he definitely went in and was disciplined. And he never, ever bullied me again. But he was my peer. He wasn't my manager. I think sometimes people are being bullied by people who are in charge of whether or not they have a job. And that's 
tricky. Absolutely. So when it comes to what to do, first thing, make it public. Jen, you did an excellent job on that. So immediately do something. Bring it up in front of people like you did, Jen, whether it be superiors, HR, trade union reps. Trade union's a good call. These are people you can, you know, report it to, talk to, because your employer has a care of duty. That is their responsibility. So if you are being harassed in the workplace, it is a legal obligation for them to do something. So that's a big thing. If you see this happening, please report it. Don't be a bystander and let it happen because you could be the next person that it happens to. So always bring it up. The other thing you can do, I think you need to research any policies that your company has on those procedures because every company should have a procedure in place that you can follow. Third thing, you need to gather evidence. So right away, get a detailed journal of who, what, when, where, why. Who was in the room when these things happened? Was it just the two of you? Where were you? What were you talking about? What time of day? As many details immediately as you can get down. Record them. Yeah. Can you record all the conversations to do with work? Now, I think it's as simple as you just tell them, okay, I'm just going to, so I can make notes later about the things we're discussing right now. I am recording, right? Because, again, I know British people can be a little passive and they might feel a little direct being like, I'm recording this. But if it's for note purposes, then every single time you're like, and I'm recording. What else? Keep all emails and try to have as many conversations as you can over email. Not personally, because then you have a written of everything, and then also you're avoiding face-to-face with that person if it can be done. In regards to possibly phone conversations, I have a mate. This happened to her. So now when she has a phone conversation with this one particular employee, HR, other people are also on the line listening to the phone call as well. Okay? Speak to them about it. This is a thing. People might be a little intimidated, but... I thought this was interesting, speaking to them about it. Call attention to their values, say their name a lot, and body language. Watch yourself. Stand up tall. Be big. Don't be afraid. So an example of this would be saying something like, Jim, Jim is our bully in this instance, okay? Fuck Jim. Fuck you, Jim. Jim, I know you care about everyone's feelings being valued. So Jim, when you do X, this behavior, it undermines that intention, And I know that's not what your intention is, Jim. So perhaps in the future, Jim, you could do why instead. Do you know what? That doesn't sound like a British conversation. I know it doesn't. But British people, you need to North American it up now and again. You'd be like, have you read some self-help book, love? And I'd look them in the eye and I'd press record on my thing and I'd be like, yes, I have. Now let's continue on with our workplace discussion. But sometimes I think coming at it from a different angle, which you're not expecting, like as British people, we wouldn't be able to handle that. That would blindside somebody. That bully would not even know what to do. There's something quite good about taking someone unawares. And also, when you say someone's name over and over again, it's really (laughs) unsettling. Mm -hmm. That's why (laughs) Why I like it. saying my name? That's why I love it. (laughs) If there is no policy on harassment in your company, you can contact the National Bullying Helpline. They are employment law specialists. And there are actually a ton of these places and people that you can communicate with to see what other steps they could give you for your specific situation. It's all confidential. It's all private. Those are the main things that I can say overall to give a go. Well done, Alison. Fantastic advice. As always, uh, my advice would be hire a hitman. (laughs) (laughs) They sound expensive, but I think if you're not worried about accuracy, you can get him relatively cheap if you just want a a maiming rather than a full. Just to be clear, these are jokes. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is the show called? Oh, um, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> Well, do you know what? I think it's time to find out what we've all been watching on the TV. Maureen, dare I go to you? I have watched something that isn't Austrian, I'll have you know. Great. It's Danish instead. It was Borgen. Have you seen? No, I haven't seen Borgen, but my mum loved it when it was first out on BBC Four. Yeah, I thought I was watching a new series because they are making a new series. So I was watching the first episode thinking... I kind of knew that was going to happen. And then I realised I'd actually seen the series already. So the first three series are out on Netflix. It's a political thriller about the first woman who to become a prime minister in Denmark. Fiction. Also deals with the, the TV and the news and spin doctors. And it's really, really good. I totally recommend it. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that loved that show when it was out first time round. And it's exciting that there's a new series. I shall tell my mother. She should be delighted. It's not coming uh, out till I think, next year, though, the new series. Oh, well, I'll hold off telling her. There's no point <laughs> telling her now and then saying, tune in and 12 months she'll be like asking me every six weeks when is this Borgen coming out not next year mum <laughs> you told me it was coming out I look every day it's not there it's coming out next year mum <laughs> I watched I've watched a few things I've finished watching this Icelandic series called Trapped which you can watch on Prime there's two series of it and I very much enjoyed that not very upbeat but my usual fare of quite a downbeat dark uh, noir. It's a cop drama. And the chap that's in it, if you ever watched Miss Dynamite, uh, Maria Bamford's comedy series, the guy who plays her husband is the lead in this and he's fantastic in it. I recommend that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was a couple of nights ago, Chloe and I watched The Social Dilemma. Have you watched no. it? Oh my God, I loved it so much. And it made me feel so good that I am socially media inept. Maureen, watch it. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it a documentary? It's a documentary. Basically, everyone that's interviewed are people that have been part of 
creating these various different social media platforms. Twitter, yeah. Facebook. Instagram. And they're like, it's dangerous. This is not what we... This is we... not what we intended. And this is now what it does. And Why this is, is it dangerous? Watch the documentary, Maureen. I'm not going to give too much away, but it did blow my brain. Mm-hmm. And almost everything that they were talking about in terms of the way it makes you feel about your phone the way it makes you feel about yourself, about you, how addictive it is, and also how the stories that you think you're getting, that everyone's getting the same stories, is not true, obviously, we know that, but to the extent of how they can figure out not just what kind of stories you might want to see, what kind of things you might want to look at in terms of your shopping what have you, the way they advertise, even if you feel like, oh, I don't interact with that, the extent to which even passively you are interacting with it without even realising is the thing that shocked me. So it's the way that I thought, I'm not one mm-hmm. of those people that does any of those things, so I'm not part of this whole problem with social media. And then I was like, I watched it and went, I am in deep. I'm in. I am in too deep. So I'd already taken Twitter and all of that off my phone. Oh, have you? Yeah, so I don't have any of that on my phone. Because I was realising how compulsively, like if I didn't have my phone on me all the time, you're not as compulsive at all, Maureen. So I don't think you have this problem the way that I do. But I needed it with me all the time when I was watching television. When I go to the toilet, you know, I don't have it with me. The only time I don't have it with me is before bed. I keep it downstairs. But in every other way, the phone was with me all the time. And I was constantly checking it going, oh, just to check. Oh, I had an email. Is there something from Twitter? What's happening on Instagram? All of that. And, you know, none of that is information, A, that is I need to know, or B, that makes me feel better about myself or, or augments my life in any way. It's time consuming. Oh. You spend a lot of time. You waste time. We briefly talked about this the other week when I said I'd read a book. <laughs> I don't want to boast. <laughs> but that day, I had to in order to read the book, put my phone in a different room. I sometimes do that when I'm writing or stuff because otherwise you, you end up looking at Twitter. Or... Yes, yes. Yeah, or, or it, it vibrates, doesn't it? And you'll go, so you might be into something. Yeah. So if I'm writing and then my phone vibrates, I stop writing. I'm like, oh, where's my phone? And it's just bullshit. There's nothing there that I need to know. So yeah, the yeah, social yeah. dilemma, and anyway, it goes into a lot more detail, but it also talks about the way how it can influence the way you think, fake news, the way you vote, etc. lots of other things. I can definitely recommend it. It should be on the national curriculum. Everybody should watch it. Children should watch it. If you're a parent, you should watch it. And Chloe and I, the kids don't have screens, but we let them watch things like kids' YouTube on occasionally. And now that's like banned. All of that. Yeah. And we even had a conversation about the children not having a phone until they were like 15 or 16. I don't know. Good luck with that one. But if we don't buy it for them, they don't have it. So it's it's whether or not we can dig our heels in deep enough and and handle them moaning at us. That's the trouble is all their friends will have one, won't they? I know, but I wonder if we'll get to a stage where parents will go, no, this is really bad for our children. This is actually damaging my child. And what was interesting is that all of the people that work for these companies that have children were like, oh, no, my kids don't. They don't look at a screen. We don't let them go anywhere near. We're zealots about it mm-hmm. because they know just how damaging it is for children. So anyway, skip all of that bit. Watch it. OK, <laughs> excellent. I just bored myself, but I did enjoy it so much. I found it fascinating. And Maureen, I think you would really enjoy it. 
Even if you're like, this isn't me. I spend a lot of time on the phone on these social media, but it's for a job. We need to promote ourselves. If it wasn't for my job, I wouldn't be on there at all. You're and good. And all my best friends, none of them are on it. You're, you're good. You, you have a different attitude to it. If I was a normal, like, if I was a normal person, if I was not a comedian or a person in entertainment, I mean, I don't know if I'd even bother. I might have a Facebook account, but, like, I don't think I'd bother. I genuinely would be like, whatever, who cares? No, yeah. I wouldn't. Alison. Tell me about your horror film. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the horror film that I've chosen this week to go along with the idea of bullying, not necessarily in the workplace, but bullying, is a little horror movie that I love called The Craft. Oh, yeah. Is that with Nave? Yes, Nev Campbell. Nev yes. Campbell, yeah. What happened to Nev Campbell? She is probably living a happy life on non-social media, uh, an island somewhere. Who knows? I hope She's so. Canadian. You know that too, Nev Campbell. All the best people are. Anyway, moving on. For those of you who have not seen The Craft, it is a lovely tale about a new girl who comes to town and starts in a new school. At first, is kind of picked on by a group of girls. What a oh. surprise. Girls attacking a girl? Never heard of that. And they are witches more or less they worship Wiccan that's their thing this girl kind of meets up with them they bully her at first then she all of a sudden is like hey this is my thing too they combine they realize they have massive witch powers all together and then what happens in the end we find out that the new girl is actually the most powerful witch and the other three witches start doing evil things to the other kids in the school and the most powerful witch stays true to herself does not need to be involved with any clique and decides to separate and saves the day. I highly recommend you watch The Craft. If you were ever bullied as a child, it gives you a lot of sense of, <laughs> of it's going to be okay, don't worry, I'm a head witch. The end of the day, it's going to be all right, everyone. That film, when you were talking about it, I was like thinking it was a lot younger than it is. I thought it was like mid-2000s, but it's 1996. Yeah. Oh, my days. That is how old yeah. it is. And that is how old we are, Jennifer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I would have been, what, like 21 then. That just tells you my arrested development. I've been 21 for 10 years um, because in my head that came out a lot later. That's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. That film's old. I, I, I haven't seen that film for that long. So I, I, you need it's, to it's a great it, classic 90s. It's, it's great. It's a fun one. It's it's a no brainer. It's lovely. Also, it's not too scary or anything. It's not. No, really. it is in the horror category. though. OK. Horror fantasy, everyone. Thanks, Alison. That's a great recommendation. And that's really a blast from the past. Flipping egg. 1996. The craft. Watch it. And now it's going to be Maureen's cultural corner. Uh-huh. I haven't started it, Maureen. We... Hello. I'm going to start that again. <laughs> well, folks, it's now time for us to head towards the Maureen Younger corner that is also cultural. Yes, it's Maureen Younger's cultural corner. Well, what's going on? It's something different this week. It's a documentary. We haven't done documentaries before, and it is on YouTube. You can't—I don't think you can actually buy it as a film. So, it's called Culloden 1964, and it's a docudrama written and directed by Peter Watkins. It's in the BFI's list of 100 greatest British TV programs. So, if you like film, if you like documentaries, history, Outlander fan, a Scottish history fan, or simply you're fascinated by how effective it can be to be creative and take a, an original take on something, I would recommend this film. So for those who don't know, Culloden was the last battle fought in Britain. It kind of stopped the Stuarts ever trying to get back on the British throne. This quote was, it tore apart forever the clan system of the Scottish Highlands. 
and it basically sowed the seeds of what was to follow. And it's one of the reasons you could say why there's more people speak Scottish Gaelic in Canada than they do in Scotland. Yeah, it's. I think it's probably really good because a lot of English people have no knowledge at all of Scottish history and that's a really good place to start actually if you want to find out more about Scottish history and also English history it's not just Scottish history it's 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 British history yeah it's British history it wasn't England versus Scotland in fact there were more Scots fighting against Bonnie Prince Charlie than there were fighting for him but I think what is great about it is it's filmed as if it's um it's being filmed by war reporters obviously you know 200 years before um cameras were invented and it's you really get into it it just makes it so alive because you've got all these characters there and I think what I took home from this was that for the Highland foot soldier the reason they fought wasn't because they cared whether who was on the throne but because you know you could own like a cow and half a potato field and your rent was to go and fight for your clan chief you were human rent but the reason why it was such a disaster it was such a mismanaged battle was that the people at the top were um, overpromoted, self-entitled fuckwits who basically led the people under them to disaster. I don't know if you can relate to that. No, I can't relate to that. That's not something that would happen these days, no. The irony is they had one of the best generals of the 18th century, Lord George Murray, but he was an expert, so obviously they didn't listen to him. I mean, who could imagine people in charge doing that? Didn't listen, fake news, they didn't listen to the expert, they listened to this Irish guy who was an utter fuckwit and basically chose a battlefield which was a complete disaster. It's a great piece of creative work, and I would totally recommend it. Culloden 1964. Culloden 1964. Catch it on YouTube. Don't be disappointed, because it might not stay on there forever. These things tend to have a shelf life. Thank you very much, Maureen. That was another great cultural contribution from Maureen Younger. Muchas gracias. De nada. Now it's time. Well, it's, we're near the end of the show, aren't we? We are near the end. And this is the point that we love the most because we get to hear what is going on in that noggin, Jen, and what the hell is getting your goat this week, girl? <laughs> what, it, what is getting you? Well, it's not about what's in there. It's what's not in there because <laughs> I think we've already established that just simple words cannot stay in my head. So what's got my goat? We've already experienced it already in this podcast, my inability to speak and just say the normal words that would normally be there that I find normally, you see, now I can only say normally. (laughs) What has got my goat is the menopause. I can, it can only be the menopause, okay? Now, I am what you might describe as fortunate enough that my periods ended a little bit earlier than for other women. So that means I am menopausal. Now, the that sounds great, doesn't it? No periods. Yes, please. Okay. But ying and there's a yang. I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I sometimes look at women, you know, that are of a certain age, like KAD and I don't know, Fiona Shaw and Dame Judy Dench. And I hear them being interviewed or I hear them having a conversation or broadcasting or whatever they're doing. And I'm like, okay, why don't you forget words? You've got all the words. Do the words come back or are the words gone forever? Because I'm in deep lack of wordsville okay what was it there was a word i was trying to say to you two the other day when we were having a conversation we were trying to it was something like oh consolidate (laughs) or something i had to go on google to look up the word it's like it's more than one thing and you want to bring it together and you want to what how do you say google just went oh i don't know what you're trying to say i was like you know when there's a lot of things and then you put them all together and then eventually i was on page six of google and then somewhere i read consolidate it went consolidate that's what I wanted to say. 
And half an hour it took me to find that word. So this has really got my goat. I don't know if there is an end point to me losing words. I know that for some women, this get this quite badly, like I appear to be having it. I seem to get all the side effects quite badly. I've gone through the hot flushes. I'm on HRT. I thought, well, we've solved that problem. And now... I don't know how long that lasts or if it's forever. Maureen, can you help me? You know what? You should do different things. It helps the synapses. So like do crosswords or do something that you're not I used do to crosswords. doing. I do crosswords. I do crosswords. And I've heard Sudoku helps. I've been doing that. Jigsaw puzzles. Mm. Um, Jigsaw puzzles. Learning God. a language. It's using your brain in a different way. And that apparently increases the synapses. Oh, that'll be good. You can start talking to the boys in Spanish more. Your mom would love that. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Kids Thanks, wouldn't. guys. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Uh, we've solved your problem, Jen. Don't worry. Thanks, guys. I'll just pick up a little bit more. I'll consolidate the Spanish. You see what I've done there. I'll uh, pick up a bit of Mandarin because that seems like that would help. And uh, maybe uh, get a jigsaw. A crossword. And a crossword. And you know what? I know those words are going to pop back into your head very I soon. I really hope so. I enjoy the game of guess what Jen's saying myself. <laughs> I enjoy that game because nine times out of ten, I can find the word and it actually makes me feel very smart because as a person who smoked a lot of herbal remedies in the past... Sometimes I also have lost words. <laughs> but at least you're aware of it, because sometimes in the podcast, I hear that I've used the word and I didn't mean to use that word. So I use the wrong word and I don't even realise. I mean, there are there are times I find listening to this podcast unbearable. And it's not about you lot, it's just me. I find me unbearable. But now that I don't even make sense, I don't know how we're going to continue to make this podcast, which for some people might be a blessing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another fantastic episode of WTB Podcast. Everyone is a winner. I, I'm very pleased and excited to announce we are going to start every now and again on this podcast in an attempt to uh, host a guest. Increase our audience. I mean, host a guest. That's what I meant. We're not even going to tell you who it is. It's too exciting for words, but we will drip yeah. that information out until... There's no need for any dripping. In fact, that's the last thing you want to hear from three women is dripping. Hey! hey! Are we ending it on that? I think that's definitely a good place to end. <laughs> <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? Like us. Leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. It's WTB underscore podcast. Leave a nice comment. If you didn't really enjoy the show, then don't leave a comment. Just tell somebody you don't like very much to listen to the next one. And then we all win. Will that do? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.